Greetings and a warm welcome to this international online midweek service. Thank you so much for being a part of the broadcast this evening. We invite you now to take these few moments just before we begin the service to subscribe to this channel. Make sure that you click on the notification icon and you are amongst the first to receive news when an upload is ready for you on this particular platform. We won't take very long. We'll give you a small opportunity to get yourself settled and we'll hand over to the man of God. I'm Pastor Karamba, joined by Pastor Chikuni. In a few moments, we'll be introducing the great prophet. Man of God, Shalom. Shalom, Pastor Karamba. It's not just good to be here, it's an honor to be here. Mm. Wow. Especially coming from the background of the two teachings that I've been listening and listening yes. to our father minister. And it's amazing how you have our father teaching us on how to discover, how to discover your purpose mm. and fulfill your purpose yes. after discovering it. Yes. And eventually becoming the solution that you're supposed to be. Yes. It's been an amazing journey. Indeed, indeed. Well, we are looking forward to a marvelous service today. And allow us now to take these few moments to introduce the great prophet. Greetings, our father. Thank you so much for another midweek service. We look forward to delving into this subject. Definitely. End time, prophetic timeline. Yes, and the difference between the rapture and the second coming. And we have promised the people that this is the topic that we're going to be dealing with on this wonderful night. And I believe it is going to be very, very educative and interesting and very intriguing. And quickly we'll delve into the Word of God and find out if there are any differences between the two. Mm. That is what we are here to study. So if you are a scholar of the Word of God, make sure that you have your pen and you have your paper ready because you'll be jotting down some quite interesting things tonight. Thank you, Father. So we are here to learn. We are students of the Word of God. So again, we pray that God gives you understanding and he opens up your mind and your spirit and your soul, even your bones. Yes. Are encouraged by the spirit of God. Every part of your being yes. is motivated by the spirit of God. Yes. To lean towards what God is about to say. Yes. In the name of Jesus, yes. there shall not be any contradiction, any spirit of confusion, yes. any darkness yes. looming in your heart will be dealt with by this light that is coming right now in the name that is above every other name. I pray that as the word of God enters, that becomes the entrance of the light of God. In Jesus' mighty name. Right, we have quite a lot of things that we need to deal with. That's why we are seemingly to be in a hurry um, but I don't want to be here for a long time I don't want to be here for, for a long time so are there any differences between the rapture and the second coming what I'm going to try to do is to avoid reciting scriptures that I have already given to you for the sake of time mm -hmm. but it's unfortunate for those joining us for the first time they're going to find it hard sometimes to really uh, locate uh, sections where we are drawing some of these examples from. Right. It will appear as if we are not quoting 
scriptures from the Bible as often as we are supposed to. But it's intentional because we know that we have already dealt with some of those scriptures before. So it's simply a reminder and trying to put these events into their rightful order. Mm -hmm. So please take note of that. We have dealt with these subjects on several occasions before. So if you're interested in finding out where we are getting what we are saying tonight from, you have to revisit what we have already dealt with before so that you can have the scriptural references. So there is quite a lot that you can learn from the Word of God, especially there is a part that is rather confusing to most scholars, students of the Word, Christians, and uh, theologians at large. There are vast differences that are so clear in the Scriptures that you can see the first time that you open the Bible. But the more time that you spend perusing and going through scriptures, you start realizing that, oh, there is quite a lot. And most of those differences are um, in picture forms and some of them are not as clear as other differences. So it takes time for you to really notice. But let's try to um, get just a little bit that we can get from the scriptures so that at least you can understand the difference between the two, if there is any. Okay? But before we talk about the difference between the rapture and the second coming, there is also a very big difference between the first coming and the second coming mm -hmm. of the Lord Jesus. Mm. Okay? Because yes, if we keep on saying the second coming, and the second coming, and the second coming, and that is all that we teach and we talk about. Somebody is going to wonder, where is the first coming? Because mm -hmm. the first coming is the coming of the Lord that already occurred. He came. Mm -hmm. But the first coming was so confusing to the Jews mostly, and that is the reason why most of them up to now are still waiting for the first coming while we are supposed to be waiting for his second coming. Why? Because the second coming to them wasn't according to their expectation. There's quite a lot that happened when Jesus came the first time, which is the reason why his coming, the first coming, still remains a mystery to most of the Jewish scholars. Why? Because there are images and, and types of the Messiah in, the, in their study of the Torah. You all know when the Bible is dealing with the types and the shadows of the Christ, the typology of the Messiah. So in their study of the first books of the Bible, you see similitudes of the Christ, including even how he would be offered as the sacrifice that deals ultimately and takes away the sins of the world. But it didn't have to be the Christ in those five first books of the Bible. It had to be something else 
placed instead of the Christ. Okay, and then Christ was then supposed to come and fulfill those shadows okay. at his first coming, mm. especially when he then got uh, crucified or sacrificed on the cross. But what confuses most of the Jews up to this day is the fact that they could not really distinguish between the two manifestations of the Christ, where he would manifest as the Lamb of God, a sheep coming for slaughter, and his manifestation as the lion of the tribe of Judah. So those two manifestations of the same Messiah has left them in a state of uh, serious confusion that most of them are finding it so hard to recover theologically up to this day. Because he's coming according to the pictures and the images of the Messiah in the Old Testament. They were really expecting a manifestation of a lion at his first coming where he comes entirely as a giant and a political leader who comes and he takes over power from the Roman Empire and the kingdom of Israel is restored back to its state of authority and they are in charge. So when the Messiah then came, the first coming and he appeared with just one manifestation as the Lamb of God, very calm and he wasn't responding because he was here for a slaughter. He answered them not a word. There was no violence. He was so calm. So that kind of a manifestation, they were not ready for that. Mm -hmm. They kept on waiting to see another uh, transformation of the Messiah where suddenly he takes over and he becomes the king mm -hmm. of the Jews. And then that part never showed up until if you study now the book of uh, Acts chapter number one and verse number six, here comes a question because they realize that now he's about to depart before another manifestation of the Messiah as the lion, okay, as a ruler, as an animal with authority and power. We haven't seen him reigning so far. Then he's talking about his ascension. He's going back. What has happened to the other type, the typology where you're supposed to manifest as the lion? So they didn't understand the two phases, the first coming and the second coming of the same Messiah. Okay, so here comes a question because they've realized now he's about to depart. But there's a part still missing because we were expecting him, if he indeed is the Messiah who is supposed to come, then kingdom has to be restored back to the nation of Israel. So this ascension that we're about to witness now becomes a confirmation that after all, he wasn't the Messiah who was supposed to come the first time. We still have to wait for him. Mm. That is why now the second coming of the Messiah, if you look at the nature, how he is going to descend from the heavens to them, that will become like the first coming. Because now he's doing what he did not do 
during his first coming. So read now this question that they are now raising before he ascended. When they therefore were come together, they asked of him, saying, Lord, wilt thou at this time... You see now? Lord, wilt thou at this time... Restore again... The restoration... The kingdom to Israel. The kingdom to Israel, taking it away from the Romans and you give it to the Jewish people. Are you going to do this at this time? Because they are realizing that at this time, he's going. Mm. Uh -huh. And he said unto them, it is not for you to know the times. So don't struggle in that area. It is not for you guys to know the times. He's not, he's not referring to all the times. Okay. There are times that you are allowed to know. Mm. But this is a specific time that you are not obligated to knowing. You are not supposed to struggle in that area. This is the time. What sort of a time is that? Or the seasons. Mm -hmm. Which seasons? Which the Father hath put in his own power. So there is a, a time and seasons that God has specifically placed within his own power mm. so that your mind and your understanding doesn't have access into such seasons. So don't struggle trying to understand that. That's now in reference to the second coming. Mm -hmm. mm. So the next time he tells you, no one knows the day, nor the time, he wants us to look at something very, very profound. Okay. okay. So see that there is a season and there is a time mm. when God is going to restore the kingdom back to the Jews but they want to know, is it happening now? And then he's saying, it is not for you to understand that time and that season because it has been placed under the power of God. So he's not saying that is never going to happen, but there is a time coming in the future. But what you need to deal with currently is what? Uh -huh. But ye shall receive power mm -hmm. after that the Holy Ghost is come upon you. You see now? And you shall be? And ye shall be witnesses unto me. So what is key now is you becoming witnesses unto me. Mm. The preaching of the gospel of Jesus Christ has to immediately become your focus. Deal with that because that should happen before the kingdom is restored back. So he's going. So I'm saying this because there is the first coming and there is the second coming. And these two are different. He came as a child. He came as a lamb. But the second coming, when you see him coming, he has to come not as a child. He's coming as the king of kings. He's coming as a ruler, as a political figure. He's coming roaring like a lion. He's coming in power and in strength. Unlike the first time that he came. That is why they didn't believe his first coming. Why? They didn't realize that he had to manifest throughout his entire life as a lamb. Wow. 
and then later on to manifest as a lion. Mm. Wow. wow. So already there's a difference between the first coming and the second yeah. coming. Now, mm. coming to the rapture, which of course, by now you know, the rapture is not the second coming. It's fine. What makes it not the second coming is the fact that the emphasis is not necessarily on the coming of the Lord during the rapture event. Rapture focuses much on the ascension of the believers. It is our being taken up the disappearance of the church from the face of the earth and our meeting together with him in the air. Okay. So that's the first point that I want people to understand when we talk about rapture and the second coming. The second coming is something that we are not going to witness as believers. We are going to be witnessed coming together with him at the second coming. So at rapture, Jesus is coming for his church. Mm, mm, mm. That's at rapture. And at the second coming, Jesus is coming back with his church. Coming for the church and coming with the church, two different things. At rapture, he's coming for us. At the second coming, we are coming together with him. Right? Again, when rapture occurs, this is going to be some kind of a private arrangement. Not because non-believers are not going to realize that we have just been taken, no. But private in the sense that the introduction of the Christ in the air is going to be by the trumpet and the voice of the archangel. And then only believers get to hear him speak. And they are called up into the air. Not every eye gets to see him at rapture, which makes that event private. That's at rapture. And rapture has to occur, like I've taught you before, before the beginning of the seven-year period of the Great Tribulation. How do I know? You study your Bible, from chapter 1 of the book of Revelation, right up to chapter number 3, you hear the word church appearing almost about 19 times. There is the presence of the church still on the earth. And immediately you get to chapter number 4, you don't get to hear about the church. Right up to chapter number 19, there is no church in between everything that you have is the wrath of God and the massacre even of the saints, the Jewish people. 
the elect, the chosen nation is present because they chose not to be a part of the church. So the church disappears from chapter number three. You don't get to hear of the church. Where is the church? Because some believe we still have the presence of the church during the seven year period. And yet right after chapter number three, you get into chapter number four. What happens in chapter number four? John is invited. Yes. Mm. Come up here. Mm. And then you will see the things that you will follow after. Mm. So we have some kind of a picture, though some might not want to uh, refer that to um, rapture, but it's a picture of rapture where the trumpet is blown and the door in heaven is opened and John is invited come up here yes. he escapes what is following right after chapter number four wow then you don't get to hear of the church until chapter number 19 where you hear of an event happening in heaven of the marriage mm. of the lamp where the church now is no longer being referred to as the church but now the wife mm. of the lamp mm. So we have the presence of the church before 19 times the church is mentioned until John is invited in chapter number four, then the church disappears. No mentioning of the church again until chapter number 19. Why? Because we are now approaching the second coming. That is why now you begin to hear of the church being brought back into the picture. So at rapture, just to recap, at rapture, only believers get to hear his voice. Okay? Mm. My sheep hear my voice and they will obey. So we will hear his voice. What is the trumpet likely going to say? Come up hither. And then immediately as John ascended, we are also going to ascend at rapture. And then we meet him in the air. Hence, it is not referred to as the second coming because Jesus is not coming to the earth during rapture. He gets to the air and then we are taken up to meet him in the air. And so shall we be with the Lord mm. in mm. the air. Mm. That is going to become our meeting place. Did Jesus really emphasize concerning that particular location? Yes. When they asked, when is this going to happen? Where is this going to happen? He said, wheresoever the bodies are gathered together, so shall the eagles gather. And then I explained the meaning of that to you, that yes, he was just saying, bodies are going to gather where eagles gather. So he's talking of an elevated position in the sky where Christians are going to gather during the rapture event. So we have the church being taken up during rapture and no one gets to hear what we have had, but they will see our disappearance. Mm -hmm. It will be reported everywhere that the church is gone. Believers are gone. And then you now have probably a year after or, or maybe some months after, and then you have the beginning of the seven-year period 
why the church is not supposed to be a part of that. I've given you reasons. If you study now the book of Daniel chapter number 9, the mm. 70 weeks of Daniel was in reference to his people, his, his nation, mm. the children of Israel, Jerusalem. So including the last week, the seven-year period, that's again in reference to his people and not the church. So the church is supposed to be taken away before. I've given you a scripture that says, a letter written to one of the churches which represents the church which is ready for rapture. He said in the letter, the Messiah himself, I will deliver you from the hour of temptation that is coming mm. upon the face of the earth. Yes. Okay. Yes, Father. It's not a selective temptation that is coming. It's a global temptation. Hence, this is in reference to the greatest tribulation of all the tribulations that have ever occurred. But he's saying, I will deliver you from that hour that is coming. So if there is deliverance from that hour, it means there must be rapture occurring before the arrival of that great temptation that is coming, the seven-year period okay that's number one proof that the church is not supposed to be here again jesus i gave you in the book of luke where he said count yourselves worthy to escape mm. all these things mm. after he had spoken concerning the tribulations to come mm. so there's a possibility of us escaping mm. what is coming after we are gone and that is the tribulation that must come after the rapture. Otherwise, why should we even pray that we escape if escaping is not a possibility? How do we escape if we are supposed to be a part of it? And some also that believe that the church has to go through the tribulation and be protected by God during the tribulation. And we gave you a scripture that says it was given unto the Antichrist mm. the power mm. to war and to overcome. Mm. So there's no protection mm. whatsoever mm. during the tribulation mm. of the saints. Mm. 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 The saints are supposed to die. So you see rapture occurring right before the tribulation and then you have the tribulation and then you have the marriage of the lamp in the sky before we come back when we are coming back now during the second coming the bible declares that when he comes especially in the book of matthew chapter number 24 he specifically says that after the tribulation of those days mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. then the sun shall be darkened mm. and the light of the moon shall be withdrawn mm. and stars will fall from heaven. If you look at that spectacular advent of the Messiah, every eye is going to see that. Mm. Yes. In the book of Revelation, yes. it declares, yes. nations will mourn when they see mm. him and the image of the Son of Man is going to appear. Yes. Different from the rapture, where we get to see him, only Christians, mm. and then we hear him, only Christians, and then only Christians disappear. Mm -hmm. But at the second coming, 
the picture has to be so vivid. Every eye has to see him mm. and nations are going to mourn. Mm. There's a big difference. Yes. At rapture, he's in the sky. We meet him. At the second coming, Zechariah chapter number 14, he descends upon the Mount of Olives. He sets his foot there. So we are ahead of him. I've given you this before because if the Bible says he comes and then he sets his foot on Mount Olives and then it will be parted into mm. two. Mm -hmm. Verse four. Yes. Would you like me to read? Yes. <laughs> and his feet shall stand in that day upon the Mount of Olives, mm -hmm. which is before Jerusalem mm. on the east. On the east side of Jerusalem. And the Mount of Olives shall cleave in the midst thereof mm. toward the east and toward the west. Towards the west. And there shall be a very great valley mm. and half of the mountain shall remove toward the north mm -hmm. and half of it toward the south. Mm. That's the second coming that he is describing. Mm. But one spectacular thing that you need to take note of there mm. is the setting of the foot mm. of Jesus on the mountain. Mm. Knowing him to be the head and not the body. Knowing him to be the chief and not the members. Then you realize that we are the forerunners of the second coming. Wow. We wow. are the first ones to arrive on that mountain. He, he is not the foot. He is the head. We are his body. <laughs> that is why Jesus cannot have any second coming without us because he is an incomplete body. It's not a complete appearance of the Christ when he appears as a head without a body. Mm. Second coming, it has to be him and us. Then we are a complete image. Mm. Wow. Wow. Okay. Wow. <laughs> So the, 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 the rapture, it's a unity of the head and the body before we come back at the second coming. Mm. So at rapture, we ascend, we meet him in the air. At the second coming, we touch the ground. Mm. Hence, it is referred to as the second coming of the Messiah. Mm. The second coming, we have prophecies that are supposed to be fulfilled before we come with him. But rapture, rapture is so imminent. It can happen any time from now. There is nothing that is stopping rapture from happening right now. When Jesus talks about us not knowing the time or the day, he's referring to the rapture, not the second coming. Okay, okay. We have dealt with that again. Yes, yes, we have. That's why Paul was trying to remind them that this day should not come to you as a thief. Mm, mm. You are not in darkness. Mm, mm. What is he referring to? He's referring to the second coming. That the second coming cannot come to you as a thief. Because mm -hmm. you are a part of that event. Okay? Yes, yes. So, rapture can happen at any time. No one is aware of that day or time. It can happen at any moment. Mm. 
But the second coming, when he tells you, you don't know the day, he's not referring to the second coming, but the second coming, we all know that after the seven year period, mm-hmm. after the tribulation of those days, mm-hmm. then the son of man, image is going to appear in the sky and every eye is going to see him. Yes, so that one is set and it is known. Mm-hmm. As you get closer to the end of the seven year period of the tribulation, you must be expecting to see the appearance of the Messiah in the sky mm-hmm. as the King of Kings coming in his glory. But at rapture, this can happen at any time. These are the differences that are there. So we are taken up, we are together with him for seven years, even more than that, probably, in the sky. But then, before we come back, there is also an event that is supposed to happen. There's a difference between the wedding and the supper. Okay, in chapter number 19 of the book of Revelation, there's a portion that says, Blessed are those that are called to the marriage supper of the Lamb. Let us be glad and rejoice and give honor to him, for the marriage of the Lamb is come, Mm. and his wife hath made herself ready, and to her was granted that she should be arrayed in fine linen, Mm. clean and white, for the fine linen is the righteousness of saints. Mm. And he said unto me, Write, Blessed are they which are called unto the marriage supper of the Lamb. Mm. And he said unto me, These are the true sayings of God. Then he fell on his feet. But there is something critical that I once touched on, on that passage of scripture, which is so profound that I would want most people to really understand. You can take your time and do your own study. Is it possible for the bride to be invited to her own marriage supper? Does the bride receive an invitation to her own wedding? It doesn't happen that way. (laughs) It doesn't happen. (laughs) She's the one to invite the people. So there's a, a group of blessed people who are not a part of the bride. And their blessing is just in the idea that they are also invited to witness. Not every Christian is going to be the bride of the Lamb. Not every creature. Remember, there are elders in heaven. There are creatures in heaven. There are angels. All those are not Christ's bride. So not every creature, God's creature, is going to eventually become the bride of the Christ. There's a specific group of people. Okay. There's a category of the virgins. 
yet all of them are virgins. Mm. But there's a category of the virgins. The first group that is taken during the rapture, that is going to eventually become the bride of the Lamb. And there is the other group that has to remain behind and pay the price and go get their own oil. Go through torment like as in hell. That's the picture of the ten virgins. They have to pay the price in as much as they are virgins. They are all Christians. They had kept themselves. Yet they didn't have something that determines their ascension during rapture. So that group is left and they have to pay the price. They have to go through hell in order for them to make it to the event. But finally, when they get to the event, they are not becoming the bride of the Christ. The blessing that they have is just that they are also invited. You don't invite the bride. Who are these that are blessed, that are called, and they are invited to the supper? There are two things. The marriage that happens in their absence, and there is the supper. The supper is going to be longer than the marriage celebration. We are going to be here for a thousand years reigning together with Christ. Mm. So close to him because we have been raptured during the time of the rapture and then there's the second rapture that occurs during the second coming. And those ones are the blessed ones who are being invited to witness the supper. Mm. Not the marriage, the supper mm. of the Lamb and the bride. Wow. So not every Christian is going to eventually become the bride you of the Christ. You have to be a part of the first rapture. Okay. Or the second rapture. The first was when Jesus rose from the dead mm -hmm. and some were raised together with him. And then there's the second that is coming during our time. Mm. And when you are part of that, you become the bride and then there are those that are going to be beheaded during the seven-year period. Those are supposed to be raised at the second coming. Gathered together from the four corners of the heavens and the four corners of the earth. They will rise up those whose heads have been removed because they refused to receive the mark of the beast, even to worship the Antichrist. They will be raised from the dead. And they will join us at our coming so that when the feast begins, the celebration begins, our reign begins, they are blessed because they are also invited. So they are present, they witness the presence of the church. These are the ones that were taken. These are the ones that disappeared seven years ago. They have now become the bride of the Lamb. So not everyone. So because if we are in heaven and all of us, we are his bride, who is going to witness that? Just like when people are coming for the wedding, 
there is always one special person and the rest the majority must be there to spectate mm. and we are looking at her it can be a spectacular event when everyone present a is, is there. no 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 you see so these are things that you are supposed to look up to wow. and we are expecting rapture to happen at any moment from now when the voice speaks of the messiah of the, the lord himself we get to hear him and we are raptured everything is left behind we meet him in the air and there is a procession that begins there is a judgment crowns are being handed over to those that have committed themselves to the kingdom of god and power is given to god's children and we manifest in different forms okay and then after everything is done while is we are up there as john was taken up we look down and we see the things that are happening on the earth we are not a part of that why because we have counted ourselves worthy to escape god has delivered us from the wrath to come there is no need for christians to be present on the earth when it is time for god to pour down his wrath why should he punish the obedient mm, mm. why are we supposed to be here it's not just the antichrist killing believers god himself is punishing the earth it's time for judgment why are we supposed to be here The same way Noah escaped, we have to escape before judgment comes. The same way Lot escaped, mm. we also have to escape mm. before the judgment of God. So we can't be around when God is busy pouring his wrath on the earth. When cups are being poured mm. on the earth, mm. when trumpets are being blown and things are happening, you don't have to be here so that's the difference that you see there we can be raptured at any moment no one is going to see that happening only that they will see our disappearance but they will not get to hear the message that says come up here and then we are away for some time during our absence people are going to be born again we are going to have the five virgins paying the price and they are here while we are gone hmm. and they have to be slaughtered that's the only type of salvation available and people are going to be born again and for that reason they will be killed hmm. and they have to wait for their resurrection when we come during the second coming together with the lord i felt i needed to just touch so on that tonight and thank you so much for being a part of this broadcast may the lord bless you may the lord keep you may he cause his face to shine upon you may he be so gracious unto you and grant you peace let me encourage you again to go ahead and sow your seed into the kingdom of god support this missionary work it's an assignment given not just to me but to all of us by doing so 
you are making yourself better. You shine brighter in that kingdom to come because you have, you have saved him during your stay on the earth. Don't wait until it is the prize-giving day. You have to make sure that you are found doing something. That is why he said, occupy till I come. Let's occupy. Let's work. Let's participate in this good cause so that we are not left behind when it comes to the dishing out of rewards. So make your contribution right now. Support God's work. And then we keep preaching the gospel of the kingdom of God. So I'm encouraging you today, make sure that you send your seed, participate in what the Lord is doing. And the blessings of God are going to remain upon your life and your children shall never be desolate in the name of Jesus. And God will deliver them in time of need. And the Lord himself shall be very swift to set free your seed from any calamity because you have participated. Again, may the Lord bless you. And thank you so much for supporting this broadcast. Thank you so much for supporting his work. Thank you. Again, I say thank you. May the Lord bless you. Thank you so much, pastors, for having me. And I believe we are going to have a wonderful night tonight and have some nice and excellent dreams. We receive it, Father. We receive it, Father. Thank Thank you. I believe, Father, from this teaching, explosive as it was, eye-opening, there is an understanding that comes from the Word of God interpreted by one who lives within it. Father, I feel, you know, there's the peace that that is coming from the inside Mm. because of this word that is emanating from the understanding that I now have. Father, it goes beyond just opening my mouth and saying there's a peace. There's there's peace within me because of this word. Father, thank you so much. Thank you so much for this word. Bringing understanding. You know, you look at a lot lot of what you've just said, Father. Coming from the understanding of the word of God. I feel saddened by the inability of those that were supposed to get the inheritance. Mm. Looking for something that probably they shouldn't have really focused on. Mm. But understanding that he is the Messiah. Irrespective of their let me say, misinterpreted interpretation. Mm. And Father, you are bringing to the fore that rapture is any time. Any time. It being any time, Father, Mm. you're highlighting that we need to be able to sow even within this season Mm. so that we don't sow at the wrong moment or Mm. want to sow at the wrong moment. Mm. Father, so that we get those crowns. Father, thank you so much. Thank you. We thank God. We thank God. Thank you so much, Father, for the understanding that you have brought to us. Um, Diagnosing the sickness that the Jews have, Father. Mm. Mm. When you are laying your foundation Mm. in setting before us the differences between the rapture and the second coming, how there are certain symbols that the Jews were expecting to see Christ manifesting as. Mm. Mm. You know, mixing up the sequence of manifestation of the Lord Mm. between the lion and the lamb. Lamb. Mm. And instead of putting the lamb first, they were expecting to see the manifestation of the lion. 
looking at the consequences of not if we say misjudgment but looking at the consequences of their wrong placement of the sequence of the mm. manifestation mm. of Jesus mm. their revelation was not totally off mm. but you're bringing to us the significance of following through the instructions of God not haphazardly but according to the way that the instructions are given yeah. by the Lord yeah. because you look at the consequences of it father we we, we would have loved more time yeah. Yeah. exactly exactly scripture sure. from the book of Romans where the Jews are being made jealous by people that are not a, a people yeah sure and looking at the consequences of them having misinterpreted how the messiah was supposed to arrive and the cost of that yeah. eternally yeah it's 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 staggering father sure it is but thank you so much father for bringing bringing this clarity yeah you always it's, amaze us Yeah. You always enlighten us. Mm. Oh. And <laughs> tonight dreams have become <laughs> exactly, <laughs> exactly. <laughs> they've never come before. That's true. That's true. Father, we're so grateful. Thank you. Father. You're welcome. Thank you so much. You're welcome. Ah, well, we've been blessed tonight. Partner with this great kingdom mandate, mm. the Global Missionary Network. Network. Find the details on the screen. contact the team on the WhatsApp numbers provided and they'll help you and assist you to sow your seed till we meet again shalom, shalom. Dosamuri mariwe Urimchene Murishe wama dishe mariwa Tokshe taimambo wama dimambo mariwa Vanhu venyu vati muri muchene Ngirozi dzati muchene Kondoja muri mariwe Urimchene baba Inzwai mazwiye dumariwe Tapuma mariwe Dibimoka mchene Haha mchene Murishe wamatishe Toshetsa mambo wamati mambo eh eh Chene, 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 chene. Dosa muri mari, bani venyo vati muri mchene. Zinuzose zinoti mchene, dosa muri mariwe. Murishe, murishe. Chene, 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 chene,
Marius, 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 Marius,